was so scared. I don't like her. Yeah. Okay. Why did it do that? What a good start to uh, the spooky sode is. To a spooky sode. frightening voice. Ooh, Grody. that's right, kids. We're here for It's a Spooky Sode. Best enjoyed in the dark. Wow. In the dark. Do, yeah, did you like that? Oh. In the dark. Flip off all your lights. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turn out the lights. Uh, if you're driving, cover your eyes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip your your flip your own lights off. Yeah, and cover your Turn eyes. Them off and uh, come for through. legal purposes. That was a joke. Not serious. Um, but mm. do you know what is serious? This episode, probably. This episode, maybe more than others. I don't know. I haven't read the. I haven't read the stories. Uh, this is an all listener story. Spooky, scary, scary time episode. And right up top, if you would like to submit your scary story, please do send it to WBAH podcast mm. at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure you put scary or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've been scary. doing this for many years. <laughs> so scary. Make sure you put spooky somewhere <laughs> in the episode. Uh, excuse me, as anyone who might be viewing this watches me scratch my nose, uh, that's, that's another thing we want to put up top. We are recording this. So I still don't know what we're going to do with these videos, but they'll be somewhere one day. And as a last announcement, maybe the most important, I don't know. We got that winter print action. I'd consider this pretty important. Uh, Mm -hmm. I... Love this one. I think it's beautiful. I love mm. me a hoofed creature a lot. There's a hoofed beast. Oh! A hoofed beast. I yes. I love it so much. I love the colors. I love the everything. detailing. Makes your eyes do this. Yeah. You go all yeah. over the place. And I love that. I love a design that keeps your eyes moving and it'll travel mm. up to like the crown of antlers with the candle and the red twine all in there. And then it'll travel down to this face framed in the holly and then float back down to the lilies, which kind of swirl you back up. And it's so good. Whoa. I love it so much. And not only is this print out, we are launching the inaugural first time of doing the raffle tickets. <laughs> Yes, yeah. You're gonna see that and, as an option uh, in 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 the store. And these again, they're little two dollar tickets, and like get as many as you want. I don't. We're gonna draw it random, and I don't know how many winners we're gonna have. We'll talk about it when we see how many we sell, and then we're gonna see who gets uh, pick, gets pick a print. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how that works. Uh, you will just be buying the raffle ticket, not for any specific print. However, if there's ever been one you've missing now. Not ever. Not the first. Not the, Not the first. first Halloween. Yeah. So sorry, guys. That's literally sold out. Too. Like, they're just gone. Yeah. We don't even, like, it, like if my own mother rose up from her grave, and she's not dead, and asked for one of these prints, I could not provide that it. for her. Uh, so, uh, barring that one, yeah, yeah, if you're missing a print, give that a go. Uh, check that out at wbhprintshop.com. And I guess we'll get into some some scaries. I'm ready for this. I'm super Mm. in the mood for this. This kind of suits Mm. me today. Mm. And I'm in a weird juxtaposition 
right? Because I, okay. I just wrapped up Coven Karaoke because I wanted to launch that. Sure. Because it's, it's February and I want to It scream. has been some time. Yeah, it has been a long time. And I was just like, mm. I got to do something today. And so I <laughs> did Coven Karaoke, which was super beachy. I did flowers, Miley Cyrus, flowers. And so it was like all beachy, right? And it's like all warm and I'm ready. And topical. And that was why I thought of it. I was like, you know what? Do you remember that song? Um, and so did it for Coven Karaoke. And that was all beachy vibes, right? But like, I'm craving summer and I want summer here, but also I'm just kind of ready to like, I've got like my oversized flannel on, like I'm ready to talk about some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Some summertime. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Some summertime sadness, if you will. Summertime. Summertime sadness. It's Lana Del Rey. No, I no. Yes, I. But <laughs> no, I. Uh, I have just been in a trend recently of I. I I'm getting things shoved in my face. Mm. Uh, just that that. Can you guess that this song is is t- it's ten years old now? You know, like those types of things are like. Can you even believe that Lord of the Rings came out um, forty five years ago or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and I've just been pummeled. closer to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything you once loved is gone. Uh, and I, I just, uh, any any song that is more than one year old makes me a little bummed right now. But let me pull up. Yeah, I'm ready. I, we've got some hot, stories. fresh, baked stories. Some of them not so fresh because we're working through the back catalog too. So like <laughs> some of these, you know, been around the block. Uh, I'm ready. Oh, around the block now i have to re-pull mine up because as soon as i got these assembled assembled i uh, i dipped out of the room and i closed it and i was like well never thinking about that again so let me re-pull those up and position your face so it's right next to these stories uh that just about works Good. now shall we Continue on with me reading the purple stories and you reading the yellow stories because I know you, you like the yellow on your eyes. I do like the or yellow we could flip something. On my eyes. I, I'm totally down with that. Okay. All right. Uh, and just so you know, this first one's a little short. And then I think you've got two long bangers back to back, but it, it all evens out. Cause it all evens out because there's, okay. <laughs> Just before you think I got in here and I was like, I'm going to give them, we're going to make all the long ones yellow. It's okay. <laughs> I was one of those really, really annoying kids that like when we had to read out loud in class, mm. I would, because like we would alternate paragraphs a lot of the time, you know, I would skip ahead and figure out my paragraph and be pissed if it wasn't long. I wanted it to be long. Oh, I'm a performer. See, I, I can't, I need this. Uh, that's true. That's right. I need and listen, I was an advanced reader and I wanted to show that off. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show off the fact that I could read well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would skip ahead, but I was also incredibly nervous speaking in front of people. So I'd skip ahead and I would just stare at my paragraph while my heart and I sweat. And I was just like, I got to read this four times beforehand. And then by the time your paragraph rolls around, I have no idea what to talk about, but I fucking nailed it every nailed time. It, so our first story. Right. <clears throat> now, listen, guys, listen here. This is a spooky mm. zone. So listen with caution. Mm. Many stories today might have some uh, triggering content. So if you feel it's moving in a way that you're not comfortable with, it's all right if you dip out. It's all good. But our first story is from Ash or Ashe. 
A-S-H-E. A she. I don't know. <laughs> Just today, I was listening to the third spooky sode. Wow. And in that episode, you read out a story from two people, Spence and Desiree. At first, I was excited to hear more spooky stories from people in Vancouver, but then I was quickly, quickly frightened after hearing about the man with a twisted leathery face. I believe that man, or maybe a similar one, has appeared in my own bedroom. Allow me to give you some backstory. Ever since I was little, spirits have been drawn to me. My first ever encounter with one was when I was still in preschool, around four years old. The spirit of an old man had come into my dreams. I was in a playroom with some toys, and he joined me. I didn't realize at the time, but I must have helped the man move on. Now, years later, I'm still visited from beings from beyond the veil. I work with Anubis, and I have been described by others to bring a sense of warmth and security. So I suppose this makes sense. This is important to bring up because it directly relates to the strange man. Actually, scratch that. He is more of an entity than a man. Because of my close ties with spirits, I am hyper aware when one is around me. Never mind when one enters my space. However, this entity, however, I was unprepared. I was around 14 when it happened. I was setting up for a spell, uh, so I decided to cleanse my space and all the mirrors in it. I was just finishing up when I saw him in the reflection, walking up to me from behind. I only saw him for a split second, but I'll remember it for the rest of my life. His face was leathery and twisted in what looked like a giant mass of scar tissue. He was dressed in a black trench coat and matching bowler hat. Think 1920s mobster style. And and worst of all, I wasn't aware of his presence until he was right behind me. I don't like that part. Don't walk up behind me. Don't walk up on me behind me. Don't sneak on me. I feel like you're doing it for a nefarious purpose. On purpose. Why are you sneaking? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh... I wasn't aware of his presence until he was right behind me. I freaked out immediately, but when I turned to face him, he was gone. Like he had never been there in the first place. I don't think I've ever set up protection or wards so fast in my life. That'll do it. Expedience. I recently shared this story. Uh, I haven't really, sorry, shared the story with anyone because just thinking about it gives me the chills. Even as I write this, it feels like he's staring over my shoulder. He might be, silent bastard, watching, waiting. I know my wards will hold strong, but I am afraid he'll somehow break through. And yeah, that's basically the whole story, but I've been thinking about mentioning it to other witches or maybe paranormal groups to see if anyone can give me some insight onto who or what it might be. You gotta, like, give him, like, a one-two punch right in the fucking nose. Fucking see, nose. Get out of that's here. aggressive. Well, talk to him so first. So coming up on behind you in, uh, but, in ethereal, a, corp- a non-corporeal fashion. <gasps> it could be one of those things you forget, though, when we when we pass Add on. Add it to the list. Maybe you forget you're not supposed to just, whoo, just whoo, up on people yeah. until they Maybe see you. Maybe speed works different here, you know? And Maybe so he's a like, lot faster. I, I don't like know. He's yeah. On the, the thing at the airport. You know, the, 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 the slightly the faster, yeah, yeah. which I walk. always take. 
I always take and I watch people who walk and I feel like we end up there at the same time. I, I don't think, to me, it's just a novelty. I mean, the airport is a soul-sucking machine and at least I get to do the moving sidewalk. That's all that I a get. A little out bit of, of fun. It's, God damn, I got to yeah. have something out of that experience. You yeah. know? Yeah. I got to have some wonder. Yeah. That and like uh, the worst, warmest beer you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And like a pretzel from a pretzel machine. Listen, I'll take, they, they yeah. get you to a point where you'll take anything. You'll take anything. Y- yeah. They bread crumb you with, with serotonin. Do you do you remember the tea the angel, angel? The what the the London fog oh my angel? Gosh. Uh, so special. I they they I think about them sometimes, and I'm just like they I, really used some magic. I have thought about sleuthing my way. I have thought about looking up all of the restaurants and stalls and play in the in the DFW airport, finding the tea one because I don't remember the name, calling and being like, "Does the tea angel?" Work <laughs> they there? would be like, "Um." Can, can I ask who's call, can we get your name just blocked no reason just can we get your name I just fucking end up on a no fly list yeah, immediately. yeah no so oh. bad oh, but I do I remember that right. I remember god damn it I remember that London fog that they went out of their so way good. to put lavender in for us just because they knew yeah. they looked at us with their empathetic senses and said whoa this bunch needs whoa. this and put it in there yeah. at six in the morning yeah. it was great I ascended. Oh, anyway, story number two. Oh, which ironically starts with off story, story number, number one. one. Yeah, so this is <laughs> sent in by Nat. All righty. A bit of background. My family is Christian, and I grew up under the heavy influence of those practices. Even now, when I mention how this religion came to life, I get immediately silenced by my Nan, who, by the way, is witchy as fuck herself, but will never admit to it. To be honest, I'm just glad she accepted my conversion to the natural beliefs, and I still love her dearly. When I was a kid, around age seven to nine, we used to live in a lovely little village on the outskirts of... (laughs) I saw the phonetic pronunciation and immediately... Uh, broke. I think it's Shachisen. S- it's S-Z-C-Z-E-C-I-N with the phonetic S-H-C-H-E-C-I-N. If that helps. It's Polish. It's in Poland. I just watched you. I just watched My your eyes. My eyes different, right. just, just different quickly. directions completely yeah. and wholeheartedly. Just a split second. Uh, back then, I had no idea about witchcraft and the old ways of nature, but I always felt a deep connection to nature. Even when a wild boar chased me up a tree. Them bitches are fast. They really are. They're so scary. More than anything. So scary. Uh, I was a happy child foraging, chasing fairies and elementals. Back then, I had a strong connection with that part of the world, which unfortunately was lost in later years. But I'm on the way to reconnecting to this again. However, this strong connection, I believe, is the cause of who came for a visit one night. You see... Despite having a strong connection, I never had a had lucid or prophetic dreams. Same. Until that night. Oh, until that night. Tonal shift. Until that night. <laughs> he, at least that's how he presented himself to me, came to me when I was asleep. He is death. The dream 
wasn't scary at all. I actually felt somewhat reassured. Let me set the scene for you. A silent, very dark summer night. I was sweetly asleep in my bed surrounded by plushes when out of nowhere, the light turns on. I open my little confused eyes and look around the room, but saw nothing. I hear a mechanic click of a keyboard. It was early 2000, so I had an old PC with a chunky screen and a very hard typewriter-like keyboard. The desk on which my PC stood was behind the head of my bed. This is such a, I can see this bedroom. This is such a bedroom that I can see right now. I turn around to see what it was. Maybe my cat, Wiggy, decided to have midnight zoomies. But that wasn't the case. In my chair, I see a tall black silhouette hunched over the desk. One of, don't hunch. Don't hunch. Add it. Don't add hunch. that one on. You know what? You got oh, you got ghost bones. Fix your posture. You don't. Fit, yeah. Do, you don't have. You don't get tired muscles. No. Sit up straight. One of his arms was extended over a keyboard, and I see a skeleton hand trying to tap the keys with a single finger. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? It's so scary. <laughs> Ew. It's so horrible. Oh, but it's so funny. I'm just trying to imagine him trying to figure this out. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, I would shit. Oh, in yeah, the- bro. Oh, <laughs> my God. Weirdly, oh. I didn't feel any panic. No hostile vibes. Nothing. I turned my head to the side, looking at him like a confused doggo. Then the hood turns to face me. Fuck. And inside of the hood was pure, deep darkness of oblivion. I've never seen anything like it before or since. He turned his hood to mimic my movement. Ooh, the doggo head tilt. Gross. Don't like that. And pointed at the PC. He just wants IT help. That's all. He just needs to He's like, how do I play the Sims? Oh my god, this email says I have to send to six other people or my money's gonna disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Pointed at the PC. I felt felt like a question mark was hanging in the air. I understood that he was confused. The fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah! I understood that he was confused by why it wouldn't do anything when he pressed a key. Oh, you've got some massive, massive, massive couch-sized balls. So I got up and went over to the desk to start the PC. You know, this is This is a dream, right? This is a a dream. Well, the lights turned on and then they, they woke up. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it's in the dream that the lights came on and they woke up to death click clacking at the keyboard or if literally the lights came on and okay. death is click clacking at the keyboard. I'm okay. not sure. Okay. I, I, at this point, I'm thinking the only way I would ever do that, get up and go over, is if it was a dream. See, so I never would. If it's me in any of my dreams or me in real life, there's a me-shaped hole and I am running through the countryside gone gonzo <laughs> gone out of there um so you okay i went over there and over to the desk to start the pc he gave a shrug or he, he he gave like a shrug when the screen came on like he'd never seen one doing so 
then immediately hunched over me to look at the screen. I ended up teaching him how to use a PC, surf the net, and work office programs. It was almost like death decided to follow humankind and move all of his records to an electronic format. At least, that's partially what I choose to believe in. He never came to me again. This dream has stayed with me through all those years, and it still feels a little like he checks up on me sometimes. You or other listeners may think this is odd, but I don't believe... But I don't believe he is my patron. I just feel like there is some sort of connection since that night. This feeling never went away. Even That is so wholesome. I'm in love with this. This is the wholesome. This is the cutest. I want this as a mini series. I, like I want this as a drawing. Yeah. I need to see uh, this illustrated in a few frames because that would be so cute. cute. Oh, my God. How sweet. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. The shrug is my favorite. Huh? Huh? Uh, you may ask, uh, oh, this feeling never went away, even through all of my uh, atheistic years, and I hope it never will. You may ask, why do you want to be connected to the death of all, oh, to to the death of all entities and other in another realm? Well, I think when my time comes, we will see each other again, and it will make the crossing to pastors that much easier because I will have an old friend accompanying me. I just think death is awesome. So I, yeah, yeah. as an entity cool as hell yeah. and i like to think it gets the gets the short end absolutely a lot gets of the, the short end yeah and i feel like it was like kind of like a, a reverse bruce almighty situation to where the devil suddenly had all of all of the emails that they had to go <laughs> uh-huh. through and they could hear them all piling up and just could not figure out how, just like, I, I just, how do you I see these to, emails to... um not to bring it up Again, but death in The Sims, the entity death that will show up and usher your little Sims across. In the more recent versions of The Sims, he has a little he has a little tablet that he he oh, roots your soul on. So I'm like, See? yeah, he is. He, yeah, maybe maybe, that's maybe you should play that. And he'll see himself reflected and be like, oh. Well, I mean, if you want to get like kind of I can do weird that. with it. Representation. Phenomenon largely does seem to correlate. Like like sightings are generally of paranormal activity correlate a lot of the times with technology available oh, at yeah. the time. Like how there's ancient men in black stories of them in carriages, you know? Mm. And it's like, what if that's like this? What if death as an entity? They that's all hilarious evolve, to me. You know? That's the funniest thing. Just some fucking men in black oh trotting through. And you get that in same feeling of like, what are these? What are Do they these? still have like uh, their glasses to cover their giant bulging eyes? What What do they I do? Hoods? I don't know how they do. Creepy. It. I don't know what they do. I need to get my blanket. I'm trying to get my blanket, but I think it's a loss. You are struggling, to get, struggling that, to get that to get that blanket. blanket. It's. I just don't want to move that much. Um, <sighs> all right. So there's a story what number a, two here. There's a story number two. There's there's a, a second story number two. During the same time, we were living in the country. My grandparents bought a new house. The listing came to my, or the listing came to my nan, who used to be a real estate agency owner from a friend of hers. He said the house had, I cannot read today. He said the house has bad luck with people as seven families have already moved in and out within the span of a few years. That's a lot. Seven. That's like a lot of people. There's a demon. In that toilet. That Uh, That is a lot of people in just a few years. Apparently, they gave stories of the house being haunted or whatever. 
My nan, Sick. being the awesome businesswoman she is, took the challenge. She really liked the fact that this house was used as a Christian congregation house for many years in its youth. She went to take a look and do the usual retail stuff and put it on sale, or to put it on sale. But something in that house touched her, because instead of putting it up, she bought it. When they moved in, she had the house blessed by a priest who was a family friend. Fast forward to about six months later, my dad immigrates to the UK and myself and my mom move into the house with my grandparents. It is a big house, which can easily fit two families without everybody stepping on each other's toes. But bear in mind, because of its bad luck, it was then in a rough shape and needed a lot of work. My grandparents didn't wait long to start renovations. It took a year to get the main living area up to my nan's code. Though all that time, nothing weird happened. My nan had her congregation over many times and still no sight of haunting. Then they finished restoring the fireplace, which became the heart of the house in an instant. Whenever the fire was lit, the whole house felt like it was breathing. And that's when the weird stuff started happening. My granddad would occasionally lose a pair of glasses and walk around the entire place trying to find them. They would usually appear in the living room where the fireplace was. They had multiple break-in attempts, but no one ever managed to get in. My nan would often come home late, and the way to the garage upstairs was a bit tricky with lighting. It's pitch black with any light, without any light. You'd have to put a light on in the garage by the gate door, then on the stairs located behind another door just to come back to turn off the garage light. Then you can proceed upstairs. Don't ask me who was doing the electrics in this house, but this was the only odd connection. So my nan usually came back with groceries or big folders from the office, and they were really cumbersome to carry upstairs. She usually called my granddad or me to come help. It also made the light situation easier to deal with. Yeah, make it like a relay. I believe that. However, some nights we were both asleep when she came home. And on some of those occasions, a light would come on for her. Just like that. That I knew it. Dude, this is a helpful. Like this, this is a helpful dude. I like this. He's returning your lost glasses. He's he's keeping. I think the burglars didn't just not get in. I think they were trying to get in and they look through the window and they see. And they and they run away. Yeah. Like a like a like opens. His yeah. And his eyeballs come into his throat. Yeah. 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 It sounds like we got a misunderstood entity here. Those seven families yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. know what they had. Helping. They he didn't. Listen. You don't know what you got till it's gone. It I mean it. Hmm. And how, so, okay, so, uh, la-da-da-da-da, light came on. Fast forward again into several years later. Now I live in the UK as well and often come back home for visits. One time I was in the house alone for a week. Each time I went to bed, sometime after I would hear footsteps going around the house slowly, stopping in certain areas, including the closed door to the room I was in. Just to slowly walk away, down the stairs, Don't like that. and fade away. Don't like that, though. After that week, I knew for sure there was a spirit in this house. But to our family, he became a guardian. He likes us and allows us to be there. On my current spiritual path, I have learned a lot, and now when I'm back there, I like to throw in a fistful of sage that runs me a fistful of dollars into the fireplace. <clears throat> <laughs> it always feels like he's smiling and enjoying the treat. I have also recently Aww. picked up a pendulum, so perhaps I will attempt to contact on my next visit. If it works, you may have another story coming if the spirit is cool with sharing. 
Let us know. Story number three. We got a third oh. one. Third and final. This was a this was a, a thick a, th- a mm. thick buy. Just a warning. Mm. This may be a trigger to some, so please don't continue if it gets too much. About five years ago, I was on my last year of university. And I love how y'all call it a university. It sounds university. So nice. Uni. Uni. It's yeah. great. Uni. And I got a house. College. I'm going to college. Yeah. College. What are you going to school for? College. I, it's, college. It's not as good as, as going to university. Uni. Going to uni. Uh, and I got a house with some mates. It was a pretty sizable place with a kitchen and bathroom in the basement, a living room on the landing, two rooms on the first floor, and a big space in the attic. This sounds fucking sweet. When we went to look at the place, I thought, why not claim the attic for myself? Get, I get that. Hell yeah. I so understand that. I always wanted one. Me too. But the moment I placed my foot on the top step, there was a wave of darkness that came over me. It was a disgusting feeling of aggression and brutal force, and only the universe knows what else. I immediately turned around and said to the others, yeah, I can have it. You can have it. <laughs> I'll get the next one. Downstairs. Yeah. I knew that they were the kind of people who didn't believe in the paranormal, so I didn't mention it to them. A week goes by, and we move in, doing all the necessary fixes and giving the place a fresh coat of paint. Months go by, and one of the roommates from the attic decides he wants out and leaves me with the other guy. Let's call him R. We end up hitting it off even before the third moved out. However, this relationship didn't last long. The moment I told him yes, he began abusing me psychologically, wouldn't leave me alone, started acting erratically, wouldn't sleep, and barely ate. We would argue all the time. There wasn't a moment I wasn't under his observation. It was a nightmare. Two months go by and I was exhausted with all of that behavior and thought maybe he needs someone friendly to keep him off me for at least some time. So we agree that his cousin will move in with us. He was to take the attic. But in the meantime, as he was more of an outdoor animal, he would sleep on the sofa downstairs. I was mistaken, gravely mistaken to suggest this. R became even worse, completely out of control. And on top of that, jealous AF. Not that I gave him any reason to. It was all him. It came to the last day I was at that home with R. One night we were arguing and he grabbed my arm a little too, little too hard. I told him many times that if he ever lays a finger on me, he will never see me again. And that's just what happened. To keep him off my back while I was moving myself and my kitty, Lucy, out of there, I called his cousin to come home. I was lucky he agreed because I would have never left this place. He was blocking my every move, doors, and taking stuff out of my bags. Good God, what a nightmare. Anything and everything to stop me from leaving. At that moment, I was afraid for the well-being of my pet and mine. His cousin had to restrain him just so I could get out as fast as possible. I came back with several people a few days later to collect my belongings. Once again, he was kept as far away from me as possible by two well-built guys. I'm lucky to have those people in my life, and I will be forever grateful for what they did that night. During all of that time, I went up to the attic many times and didn't feel that disgusting aura anymore. A few weeks later, I was telling my friend, who's not into the metaphysical, about all of this. She saw him changing too, and my spirit, and to my spirit feeling says, maybe whatever was in the attic possessed him. But she wasn't kidding, and it actually made sense. I found out later on he moved to another country, and apparently he's back to normal, which only confirms my suspicions about the possession. What do you guys think? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. 
Could have just been a dick. Could have been an asshole. Could have could have been an asshole. Oh, didn't is that is that Toby? It was, it was Toby. No. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. It didn't. I, my I am always generally. Uh, I go pragmatic on things like this, and just mm. generally Occam's razor assume that they were just dickwads. Um, but Same, not, but you, you know, know what? Perhaps it was exacerbated could be. by by a, a negative space, something something going on. Which is not to say that it was all that. Sp- you know what? I don't know. I don't know the situation. But uh, listen, the moment you grab me or you stand in the oh doorway to block nope. me... I kind of don't care yeah, anymore. I don't care maybe if it's, it's the ghost, ghost. Maybe it's yeah, not. I don't care what it is. I don't know, man. Um, Whatever it is, I'm I'm gonna be over there. It. You know. Yeah. Uh, good on you though for saying it. if you were gonna leave and then you and did. Fucking you know? did it into so, Lucy with it. you. Fucking Lucy sounds sweet. Lucy, that's what we used to call a loose cigarette rolling around in your purse. Oh. The kids still call that a Lucy. <laughs> hmm. I feel like kids don't. Kids are vaping. <laughs> Kids don't who smoke cigarettes, dude. Yeah. Uh, don't vape either, kids. All right. Um, unless you're drinking, in which case, I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I have a story from Lavender Moonfern. Sick type. Moonfern. I like those two. Moonfern. Moonfern. I like lavender. Moonfern. <sighs> My husband, at this is from Lavender Moonfern. Here we go. My husband at the time. This is a story from Lavender Moonfern. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, here we go. Lavender Moonfern says, my husband. (laughs) Sometimes I like to fuck with you. Uh, Okay. My husband at the time, now ex-husband, was angry angry at me about something. And to get away, I locked myself in the bathroom and decided to take a shower. He broke the door lock and slammed the is door against the wall. Is that the today? theme? Ugh. I pulled the shower curtain back to yell at him for breaking the door. We were renting at the time. Yeah. Even if you weren't. Even if you even if you weren't. But I do I do I do But but that also. <sighs> oh Jesus. Okay, here we go guys. This is okay. Just okay. And I noticed I pulled the sh- shower curtain back for, you know, I was going to yell at him. Uh, I noticed he was pointing his twenty-two rifle at me. I rolled my eyes and stepped to the right. He tracked my movement with his rifle. I stepped to the left and he continued to track me. It was then that I had a sudden realization that he was going to kill me and I was going to die. I started crying and begging for my life, feeling terrified, shaking with dread. I was waiting for the pain of a bullet when suddenly... I was ripped from my body and watched the scene unfold from the ceiling. I felt absolutely calm. There was no more terror. I watched with uh, impartiality a naked woman sobbing and uh, surrounded with bright light. I watched a man pointing a gun completely surrounded by darkness. I focused on the man. I could see his finger on the trigger and he started to squeeze. But he hesitates, and I'm slammed back into my body, and I feel myself fall to the floor of the shower. Needless to say, I was shook. When I uh, told religious leaders about my experience, they didn't have answers. They couldn't explain what I had experienced. 
Years later, when studying shamanism, I learned that people who have near-death experiences and or suffer from traumatic events are better to, uh, able to see them in... Wait, events are better able to see them into the spirit realm, even if they don't sl know slash understand it. Okay. A messy divorce and a year later, I found myself caring for an elderly woman who needed a companion to sleep in her home at night. One night I woke up and couldn't move. I saw about a dozen tall shadow figures with glowing gl 12, that's a, a dozen. That's a whole dozen, man. That's a pack. That's a pa That's a gang. That's a squad. Uh, with glowing red eyes surrounding the foot of the bed. I tried to move my hand to turn on the bedside lamp and I couldn't. I was so scared and I didn't know what to do. The shadow people were saying something that I couldn't understand, so I started praying and nothing happened. I started singing a hymn. I was shouting as loud as I could inside my head, but all I heard was my own voice mumbling gibberish. Yeah, this continued for a while. I kept trying to move, but my hand would not budge. I kept on singing and singing. I could hear myself squeaking out some words, then silently, a barely, then quietly, barely above a whisper, I could hear the words to the song I was singing. The shadow men started shifting their weight restlessly from foot to foot. I could see them turning their heads, looking at I each like other that. as I can, dude, as I continued to sing louder and louder until I was screaming the words at the top of my lungs. You know what this reminds me of? You know, when they're on Weathertop and all the, all the, all the Nazgul come to attack and then Aragorn has that stake and he's about to throw it at the one and he gives you, he hits you with one of these. That's what it reminds me yeah, of. It's, it's like you it's, realize something's going to happen. It's going to happen, mm. and it's good, because anytime time it, does one of his... It just does one of his... Works. Oh, no, I meant the... Oh, the, the, the Nazgul, yeah, right. the, the, yeah. Like, yeah, when and he goes, huh? Right in its fucking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you imagine if Aragorn gave us a... Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, actually, what I was thinking is I was thinking of the... Scene. I was I was actually thinking of Sean Bean because there's that one scene at the end of the first one for no reason he looks back and forth and I was thinking yeah. that's the one I was thinking of it's just real quick. that's when Gandalf is falling yeah. I think and it, he kind of gives <gasps> us a yeah and that's yeah. always what I think of yeah <laughs> thinking of the Bean either way uh, I guess uh, they're confused that's when I saw a dark figure lift off my body I continued to scream sing some more as soon as the figure was less than an inch off of me I was able to move I hurriedly switched the lamp on and they vanished I scrambled out of the bed and ran from the room I never slept in that room again I left the woman's uh, employ three days later that's fine that yeah that's that's all right that's a good call <laughs> Uh, three years and several mental breakdowns later, I found Wicca and witchcraft. It has helped me answer questions and explore some of the more spiritual side of things. I believe it has saved my life. About four years ago, I was living in a basement apartment with my new husband. He's a diamond among men. Oh. I started experiencing night terrors every night for two weeks. I wasn't able to sleep very well. One night, just as I laid down and closed my eyes, I saw someone push their face into my face. Oh, your face on my face! face. on my face! I jerked back in surprise. I opened my eyes and looked around. Nothing. I closed them again, and a face was once again in my That's face. almost like an SCP. Yeah, it's just every time you close your eyes, it's right there. I don't there. like that. It's gross. Uh, once again, there was no one around except my snoring husband next to me. It was really scary. Because I'm wide awake, 
Uh, I kept waking my husband because I wasn't able to close my eyes at all. I started sleeping with a nightlight, but that only worked for a day or two. Soon the faces in my face started screaming. I would start screaming. And my husband said he had never heard anyone but me screaming. It was terrifying. Yeah, buddy. That sucks. <sighs> this happened almost every night for two months, and I thought I was going crazy. I was afraid my husband was going to have me committed. He didn't know how to help me. I didn't know how to help myself. There were four spirits, a man, a woman, a boy, and a girl. I was never able to see them with my eyes open, but the moment I closed my eyes, even for a few seconds, I could see them. One night I decided to be brave, brave enough, uh, even though as scared as I was, I shouted at them, what do you want? The little girl, who looked to be about nine years old, came forward, and she said a death must occur. She raised a large-ass butcher knife and proceeded to stab me several times. The first slice, I jerked back, and I realized it didn't hurt. The second stabbed, I watched in slow motion while it entered my body and came out bloodless. The third blow, I watched her face. She was emotionless, just an instrument for a higher being. On the fourth jab, I received a download that it was a spiritual death that must occur. The stabbing continued a bit longer, but I was no longer afraid. I observed when the girl stopped, stepped back, and faded away. The little boy, who looked to be about six or seven, stepped forward. He, needed, uh, he told me that I needed to know what true loneliness felt like. He proceeded to tell me that he was abandoned by his mother and father. They were going through a divorce. The father didn't want the boy. The mother didn't want the boy. They continued to fight in front of him, neither one of them feeding him or tucking him into bed. So his parents let the state take him away. He ran away and died alone because nobody loved him. I opened my eyes, woke my husband, and broke into, hysteric, into hysterics telling him what had just happened. I thought that was the end of things for a while because I was able to sleep without night terrors or screaming in my face. God, that's so I was able to let... Jesus, I was able to let go of some of my own feelings of loneliness and depression and heal. A week or so after the kids spoke with me, I was meditating when I felt the presence of the man standing in the hallway. Uh, peeking around the corner. Great. The woman was standing behind him with a blank look on her face. I calmly asked him what he wanted. He came toward me and fell at my feet sobbing, asking for my forgiveness. He said he had murdered the women murdered the woman, and needed me to tell him he was forgiven so he could move on. Startled by his confession, I said, I forgive you. He sighed in relief and vanished. The woman vanished when he did, and I haven't seen or experienced those four spirit spirits since. This experience pushed me away from witchcraft for a couple of years. I was so overwhelmed that I shut everything down and turned my back on spirituality. I mean, that'll do it. Sometimes you just need some distance, you know? You need just need a break. You just put the, put the rocks up for a little while and just be like, I need to not live in both realms right now. Uh, about six months ago, I got back into witchcraft and I got back into meditation. I was welcomed back by my spirit. I was welcomed back by my spirit team. They had been waiting for me and watching over me while I needed a break. They told me I needed to put protections around my house and uh, do some protection work. I, being the fool and eternal procrastinator that I am, just kept putting it off. One day, I wasn't having luck uh, going into a trance. I felt restless. The crystal I was holding wasn't keeping me grounded. But, but I was, I don't know, I can't read today either, dude. I feel like 
A, I don't have my glasses on, but B, I just, I feel swollen shut with my eyeballs. So it just, it's hard. Okay, uh, the crystal I was holding wasn't keeping me grounded, but I was trying to force myself to meditate. I was relaxing into nothingness when I heard a knock. I opened my eyes and got up. There was no one at the door. I sat back down and closed my eyes and the knocking was happening again, but no one was around. I realized someone was knocking on my mental doors. Since I've been successful in seeing spirits with my eyes closed in the past, I was afraid to let anything in. I closed my eyes and I could see him. A man in his early 30s wearing a cowboy hat and boots. I asked him what he wanted. He said he wanted to put his hands around my throat and choke me until I die. That's not, that's not, that's not Don't do Adam that. behavior. No, no, Ad, no, Adam that, that could never. never, Adam would never, couldn't have been him. Very calmly, I asked him, why do you want to do that? <laughs> I love that. You know what? And I just, Cut you, to the chase. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Why? Tell me. He said, because I can. I don't like that answer. And I replied, loser. I replied, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And he looked at me dumbfounded. He was speechless. What? what? He couldn't believe that simple idea is all he needed to know. He stepped back from me. I told him to move on and not to bother anyone anymore. And he vanished. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. I think you just forget. I think you just, you need to just be told we're on the to basics. Here. I think we really are I, kind of like dialing into a very key, a key feature of... Because here's part of what I think, too. And it's like, because, like, I, my belief in ghosts sometimes kind of gets a little confusing with my beliefs in, like, reincarnation, you know? Because yeah. maybe, because, like, some of that essence is boop, comes out, and it that's what gets keeps reincarnated, right? And that gets scooped out, ladled <laughs> out, you know? And that yeah. soup comes and enters into something else. But uh. maybe, like, your exoskeleton hangs around mm. and it's not quite fully as aware as you were it's like when you when you clean tallow when you boil tallow yeah. to like separate it yeah. it's it's like there's the part of you that goes on to become a delicious tallow cake and then there's the part of you that stays and you're just like the gritty dirt the, that needs to get the chunked chaff. yeah it's the Ghosts chaff are just yeah hot chaff <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Maybe it's like all the worst parts of us. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Because they're not all bad. No, they don't all want to But I do you. wonder. Sometimes if it's they just like you just you get some weird residuals. Like you don't get the full yeah. complexity of a person, which is why social you cues get, are forgotten completely. <laughs> yeah, you get an entity that forgets that it's not cool to like put its mouth on your toe. Exactly. Just yeah. scream in your fucking mm. face when it just wants to talk and, and confess. It, just pure id. You yes. know, nothing but id yes. going on. Just just out just this Which is what I want, so I'm going to do it. track, because if, like, the spirit moves on, maybe ego just exists as this, like, spark it, of existence, you know, that essence. Yeah, and you're just like, I I want these things. Yeah. I'll take them. I'll have yes, them now. I will have these things, you know? please. Um, yeah. I don't know. And then someone goes, wait, you can't just choke me until I die. And you go, oh, fuck. Shit. And you evaporate <laughs> into a higher, higher plane. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. <laughs> you join the rest of your non-chaff body. Yeah. And you just have to wait until it works itself yeah. out, you know? yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, hold on. I haven't tried to go into I'm <laughs> last paragraph. So sorry. Oh, we, okay. I felt like, yeah, we cut your short story short so we could <laughs> tell you definitively what happens when you die. Uh, 
I haven't tried to go into a trance since. I've been focusing on my personal energy, but I'm afraid to go deeper. Yeah, I can see why. Uh, I wish I knew how not to be afraid. I want to be open and to help others, but whatever. whenever I try, I get paralyzed by fear. I've done several protection spells and rituals around my property, and I haven't had a ghostly visitor since. Okay, so... If you are still, if you're still listening, if you're here as a part of the Huaba crew, if you're a bean, check us out on, on Facebook. Maybe uh, somebody drop some knowledge. What do you think that this is? How, how could you perhaps get back into meditation and into trance work without being uh, shit scared that something is going to come and want to choke you to death? As for realsies, like I, um, I don't, I'm glad that I'm not like a conduit in that regard mm. i'm so glad that i i that ghosts don't just approach me it's not to say that like other entities don't just approach me but i'm just glad that i can be doing my thing in like shavasana and a cowboy doesn't tap me on the shoulder and say <laughs> i i'm a choke you i'd like to choke you today yeah like i, I just, would love to choke I'm you today. i'm so glad that uh, i don't have to do I, that and and you know what's weird is because i know that they're there seem to be people that do draw. It reminds me of like the sixth sense, the little boy in the sixth sense. It's like he never just saw. I mean, I guess he did see nice ghosts, but most of the time they were coming to him to pass on. And they were coming to him for a reason versus someone else who is very um, skilled or adept or just naturally inclined to speak with ghosts. It's like, oh, I don't ever, you know, have that happen to me. They don't need things for me. They just want to talk, you yeah. know. That's nice. I like being on that yeah. side. Yeah, it makes me think of Jordan Moon, like who just like this lighthouse for ghosts to just yeah. show up whenever yeah. they want. Yeah, yeah. Jordan actually, Jordan, if you are listening, I don't know if you listen to the spooky sense. Um, that would be a great person to <laughs> yeah, ask about real. this kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> good contact. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next story. Lauren F sent this one in, and I love I love a story that cuts to the chase. Long story short. A a friend and I met up for a late dinner, and at the end, we were sitting in my car chatting, and she suggested that we take a couple selfies with her Polaroid. She had a fresh pack of film in it. What a delight. Honestly, a great time. Yeah. Yes. Picture one. She tells me to turn the lights off because the flash will give the selfie enough light. We sit in the car in the dark, take the selfie, shake it, and nothing develops. She says, oh, that's weird. Maybe the film is bad. Let's try one more. Picture two, rinse and repeat of picture. One, same ordeal, no picture. I tell her to take a picture of my center console with my dome light on. She takes the picture, turns out perfectly. Picture four, we try taking a picture of us with the dome light on. Take the picture, shake it, wait. Picture's totally black again. But They're dead. By this point, <laughs> by this point, we're getting spooked. But we keep trying. Picture five. We get out of the car with the car door open so we can have the light from the car shining out. It's dark outside. And take a selfie. We take the picture. Shake the Polaroid. Turns out black. Picture six. She takes a picture of my tire just to see what happens. Takes the picture. Waits. Picture turns out perfectly. Now. They're dead. You might might be a couple of dead. Was this uh, written by a dead body? Uh, Now. We're really spooked. We get back in the car and I lock the doors. Picture seven. Same. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care if it's meaningless. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Picture seven. 
I tell her to take a picture of just me in the car with the dome light on. She takes it. We wait. Picture turns out perfectly. Your friend's dead. I'm sorry. We're coming up on 10. I know these packs come with 10, so I'm curious to see what happens here. Picture eight. I take a picture of her in the car with the dome light on. We wait. Picture turns out perfectly. Oh, okay. Picture nine. We get in the back seat with the dome light on and the front seat on. To just watch, to be like Um, on a, like walking your dog and just watch these two people doing this being like. Let me be the the screech owl that gets to watch this. (laughs) Watch y'all scramble around. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, we get in the back seat with the dome light in the front seat on, take a selfie. Both our faces are clearly in the light. We take the picture. We wait. The picture develops. I'm not in the picture. That made my eyes start watering. <laughs> I don't like that. Ugh. That's that, that, that Somebody just pulled the e-brake in this story, dude. That's such an elevation. We're just like doing a fucking u-turn right now that's awful ladies and the last selfie we took my friend was clearly visible the photo was darker but you could clearly see her but where i should have been was pitch black no outline no nothing never was her finger covering the lens The flash was always on. She uses this camera all the time and never has problems like this. This has never happened again. But anytime I take a Polaroid selfie, I always have the fear in the back of my mind that I won't show up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can understand why it's happened before there's precedent. Dude, yeah. And if it happened again, the fact that you could say, oh, this just happens sometimes is fucking crazy. Yeah, I just feel like you go to a doctor and you're like, do you know why this happens about 50% of the time? Dude, why? I just don't show up and. Oh. That That escalation. That made me want to puke. I didn't expect it. I expected them to both be gone again. Both of them. Uh, Yeah, yeah. When you were like developed, and I was like, it's going to say it developed (sighs) nothing. And you were like, I wasn't in the picture. Oh, God. Creepy. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Oof. I have a story from one of, listen, this is one of my favorite names, Juliet. Juliet. I love the name Juliet. It's tasty to say. Juliet. It's juicy. Listen, this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. I had that as my text no. ringtone for a really long time, back when you would use an entire ringtone just for text. Yes. And this was back yeah. when I was in middle school during the era of Bluetooth sharing of ringtones. And I had a Motorola mm. Crazer, which was the skinny version of the Razor, which always makes me think of Slater. But Slater. Not- it, always, it makes me think of this is Blaze. This is Laser. <laughs> this is Blazer. And... I had that song and because uh, I wanted to be talked to so bad. I wanted to get text messages so fucking bad because middle school sucks. I left the full ringtone on and would just like let it play all the way through every time I got a text message because it was just like such a celebration to just get a fucking text in sixth grade. Yeah, I know. I know that. times. I, I know that. I know that feeling. I know that feeling and I know specifically going through the trouble of doing things like 
assigning certain contacts, certain things. So you could hear them when they, mm. and going through all of the pain of picking the perfect song for the person and you all, and then just, and then just radio silence. For oh, days. forever. One last quick aside, because I was reminded of this, or I remembered this the other day. Do you remember, and it was such a pain in the ass because it took away from your very limited limit. Do you remember text message signatures? How you would end every text message with something fucking stupid that you would put at the bottom yeah. that was super hella cringe yeah. and you'd change yeah. it like once mm. every month mm. or so? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember struggling to figure out how to do it correctly. And like, I, I know there was a time that before I knew how to go and, and, and do it, I would just manually type in at the end of all my texts like something like big x little x emo angel or whatever especially in the days of t9 i love that you went through the effort to just manually type in your signature which i never used t9 because i could never figure it out uh so i just did the the tap tap one two three one two method on the i had an opportunity the other day i still remember muscle memory i could still just with numbers type out a text message I, yeah, same. Yeah. I can still do it because, like, I saw a post to where somebody that's was, like, never going away. It, like, it had the pictures of the numbers, and in my, I was just like, oh, it was like four, four, yeah. seven, yeah. And it didn't say like you're old it was by like the that. time you saw like, it. It was something I, like, yeah. I, I and I was like, do this really quickly if I yeah. needed to. I had really cringe signatures. I remember during my system of the down phase, uh, and I was trying to be really like uh, edgy in my school here that I went to and my signature was phony people come to pray for a long time, dude. And it's super dumb. Um, And I think I had originality (gasps) curse from Bayside. And I had a bunch, dude. I had a signature going all the time. And I remember hating it because it, you only had like 80 characters in a text. And so sometimes it would be like half of my signature was the whole second text message that would have to roll through because I had to have that fucking signature to talk about how uh, unique I was and my interests. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's always, for me anyway, there was a little hope that somebody had a crush on would be like, wow, you like this kind, you like that song or you like that, wow, you're so deep. You were so fucking, yep. It sucked. Don't miss it. Don't again. Fast forward me forward in time instead of backwards. I do not want to go Uh, backwards. I will legitimately, though, sometimes still use song lyrics. If I make like an Instagram post and I just like, I don't know what to say here. I write them when I'm bored. Ah! (laughs) I've done the same thing, dude. Okay. Oh, wow. Let's let's get let's get out of this. Let's get out of this memory ball i hate it <clears throat> all right our story here is from juliet <laughs> this is the story of the haunted veterinary oh, yeah. vet vet veterinary hospital i couldn't remember how we got there i used said, this is a story and I was this like, is oh, yeah, the this story. Is story okay let's go back in all right <laughs> down a river. oh drowned a river uh of the haunted vet hospital i used to work uh and live at the building was an old house that was later converted into a veterinary vet, veterinary hospital. Why can I never do that one? It is two stories, and the upstairs is a studio apartment that had a door to the storage slash back stock area, like a side attic. The studio apartment was for a live-in vet tech whose job it was to take care of any overnight patients being hospital, hospitalized as needed, and boarders during the weekend. 
it was a general practice, so we didn't always take in patients overnight. In this area of California, a studio apartment can easily run you 1200 to 3000 a month, depending on the neighborhood. The studio in the hospital was $250 a month. Get me in so, there! Get me, put me in there! Put me in there right now! So when it became available, I had to take the opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll put up with so many ghosts Dude, sucking on my toes. I don't give a Dude. shit about ghosts sucking on yeah. my toes if I could pay $250 as as, in rent in California. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I get scared, I just, I just look at my Chase account and go, eh, yeah, I can, I can take a little more than this. Yeah. yeah. Possess me, daddy. You know, <laughs> I had already heard stories from coworkers that the place was haunted, but I didn't think much of it until the first month I lived in the studio. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night and felt eyes on me. I rolled over to see a darker spot within the darkness of the night in the middle of the studio. A figure with male energy was watching me. It creeped me out and then it made me mad. I yelled at it, fucking pervert, get the I, fuck out of my space. You're not allowed here. I love y'all that Dude. this way. I love it so much. Yeah, I love the yeah. idea of just because saying fucking pervert to the black or the black shadow in your in your. Yeah, it's just like, who the fuck? Oh, I love it. Because <laughs> uh, I, I have yelled at things before that I have, I have felt, but like I felt strong in that moment yes. i was in my power oh, and i felt like that thing i was you know but waking up in the middle of the night to somebody staring at me i'm not sure i would be at that level of comfort I, to be like get the fuck out I of can't here say that like, i would be either yeah i i might just do the thing where you pull the covers up and pretend it's not there Dude, and you let the adrenaline take you to sleep it works <laughs> like, uh get the fuck out of my space you're not allowed here then i said sternly you can hang out in the attic, but you're not allowed in the apartment. You're not allowed to watch me sleep, and you're not allowed to be in my space when I'm here. Compromise. Perv. Love <laughs> that. Perv. I rolled under, <laughs> I rolled over in my bed and went to sleep. Nice. I woke about an hour later and no longer felt the eyes on me or that creeper energy. Dude, you shamed him. You shamed his ass away, even if he was there to do bad stuff. There's nothing you could do but tuck your tail and leave after yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Called out. This <laughs> this may be uh, the same male energy that my coworkers have heard in the building before. At least two other techs and two other occasions heard keys coming from the lobby after the hospital closed while they worked on the closing list. The kind of jingle you hear when someone is walking with a key ring on their belt. They checked the lobby to see if maybe a client somehow got in. But no, no one would be there. Both texts said it felt male and thought himself an, a, as an authority figure. I never heard the keys myself, but it definitely freaked them out. I did have one other incidence with this creeper. It was a Sunday morning around 10 or 11 and the hospital was closed for the day. I didn't have any boarders or patients that weekend. The upstairs in the studio was getting ready for uh, the upstairs in the studio. I was getting ready for my day and hadn't left the building. So the alarm was set. I suddenly heard doors slam twice, so hard it shook the house. It obviously surprised me. Usually um, usually when one of the doctors or the managers needs to come over on a Sunday, they'll call or text to let me know. That was weird, I thought. I didn't hear the alarm beep. Uh, so I went downstairs fully expecting one of the doctors and I was prepared to say hi. 
The lobby was empty and the alarm was still set. I was feeling paranoid and more afraid of the living than the dead. Usually. So I quickly ran up. So yeah, usually quickly ran upstairs and grabbed my phone and a knife uh, that I keep for protection. I went back downstairs cautiously with open ears and adrenaline pumping. Closing all the doors to the hospital was part of our closing list to prevent the hospital cats from getting into things. In case they were able to escape their kennel. Yeah. Uh, all the exam doors were securely closed and there was no one in the treatment room. No one in the doctor's office. Nobody. The hospital cats were meowing at me through their kennel for breakfast. So they obviously didn't escape and run amok. What the hell? I know what I heard. I know what I felt when it shook the house. I even checked outside. Maybe someone was trying to use our parking lot and hit the building with their car. <laughs> nope. All clear. I tried so hard to rationalize what had happened, but uh, nothing made sense, except for that freaking creeper male energy. It creeped me out, but it also kind of excited me. I saged the hell out of the apartment and salted the door to the studio in the attic. As I did, I spoke out loud. I don't know what or who you are, but you are not allowed in this apartment. You do not scare me. You can hang out in the attic and Again, downstairs reiterate, if you want. You can hang out in the attic. You you can hang out at these two places, but you can't touch me or be in here. I didn't have any other visits from this energy again. The attic was a spot that I'd hear the most thing. Okay, so he it, moved it upstairs. Up the attic. Yeah. Mm. The attic was a spot I'd hear the most things. It sounded like things were being moved around or dropped. Uh, there were times when I'd hear a woman laugh and talk from the attic. She was quite chatty in there. And at least twice I had to yell, oh my God, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. The building didn't share walls with any other businesses. I tried to rationalize it by saying maybe someone was walking on the outside of a busy street, but clearly it was coming from the attic. Mm. Even when the hospital is open, you can tell the difference between voices coming from the street and voices from within the building. Voices I hear. Hush, hush. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'd hear the woman mainly at night after the hospital would be closed. This female energy seemed friendly. She had never bothered me in the apartment. Although some of my co-workers said they had heard a woman crying downstairs in the practice, manager, uh, practice manager's office. Her office was more like a nook with no door, but with a curtain, uh, when nobody was in there. One of the receptionists walked around a lot with uh, Santa, Santa Mirte, along with her mom. So she was open to spirits. She said she would feel a sad female energy coming from that area of the hospital. She said she saw a flash of a girl sitting on the manager's stool. It looked up at her and then vanished. I don't know if it was the same woman, but I only ever felt a female energy there. We once had a staff meeting and the practice owner jokingly said, jokingly, but not jokingly said, shh, don't tell Juliet, but this place is haunted. He looked at me with a sheepish smile. I noticed, but they're cool. We're cool. I responded. <laughs> hey, okay. I have to know the person who wrote this. Are you like a Taurus? Are you an earth sign? Cause I just, it just reads like an earth sign. Just, just like the get the fuck well, out. A lot of and the like reactions the, feel very. Just like the, yeah, earthy. I know we're cool. Yeah. 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 I know we, it's, we we're cool. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, Oh, we're not done. Oh, really? I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done with you yet. Yeah. These humanids, humanoid spirits quieted and left me alone for a few months, but then I started getting the feline spirits. Oh. That's right. Phantom cats. Cat! 
Goat cat! Goat cat. I'd feel a cat hop onto my bed in the mornings, walk over to my legs or back, and lay next to me. I didn't have animals at that time. Oh, that's so sweet. Was it warm? Could you feel it? Was it like a warm animal cat? Um, So I thought maybe the hospital cats got out and found their way to the apartment. I would reach down half asleep, expecting fluff or... You know, I would start saying, how did you guys get out of your kennel? Only to feel nothing and see nothing. I'd look around the apartment, nothing. I'd check the hospital cat's kennel and they'd either be sleeping or meowing at me for food. This little spirit lingered for a bit, but then stopped. I then started fostering a cat named Piper. She was a funny little diva. A female tuxedo, golden eyes, very round face, and a short stubby tail. The activity started happening again and I thought it was Piper jumping onto the bed, but no. She'd be sleeping either in the shower. (laughs) Why do cats love the bathtub? She'd be sleeping either in the shower or in her other favorite spot under my desk. This particular kitty spirit liked to sleep on my back. I'd giggle thinking it was Piper trying to wake me up for breakfast, but I'd roll in bed only to find nothing there. On top of all of this, I'd see white flashes or streaks of bright light flying around in my peripheral so much that I had to uh, get my eyes checked out. Found out I had astigmatism, but otherwise my eyes were all good. The flashes stopped when I moved out. I then met and fell for a handsome man who can cook a mean spaghetti sauce. Ow! I, s- I swear he must uh, put a love spell in that sauce because after four months of dating, I gave up my cozy haunted studio and moved in with him. Red sauce. He had a nice little house. Red sauce. Red is sauce. A love spell. Red, yeah, it'll get you saucing you know what i mean yes he had a nice house but still i loved my studio i still worked at the hospital and they hired a new live-in vet tech she was maybe in her early 50s which is rare in the vet field for vet techs she's cool af and has the crone energy i let her know right away about uh, what she might expect from the apartment the fridge knocks two times, never three, when it's about to turn on. There's a creepy male energy. Don't let him scare her. You just yell at him and he'll go away. Things like that. A month later, I asked her if anything had happened. And she said she had heard the lady in the attic chatting away. I told her it was the most active in the first few months, but it'll probably die down after a while. Eventually, my man retired me out of the vet field. Piper found a new home, and my man and I sold everything to buy an RV. Steve is an animal person, too. He had two dogs and a cat named Whiskey when I met him, and we took all of them with us when we traveled in the RV. I then started noticing another kitty spirit that tagged along. I'm not sure where this one came from, but it followed me all the way until we settled in a house in rural Missouri. I'd wash dishes in the RV and feel a cat rub on my leg. I'd look down and think, or and say, hi, Whiskey, but he wasn't there. He'd be sleeping in front of the window of the RV. This happened so many times, and always when I washed dishes, and always on my left leg. Hmm. Sometimes it would be so tangible that I would reach down to pet Whiskey, but nothing would be there. I tried to debunk it. Uh, Was there a draft in that spot I was standing? Was it my leg twitching? But it felt so much like a cat rubbing on me. The fur, the pressure. Dude, it's just a specific feeling when a cat. Yeah. yeah. When we moved into the house in Missouri, I I would feel the phantom cat rub my leg while I brushed my teeth in our upstairs bathroom. Again, the left leg and always while the water was running. Hmm. That phantom kitty moved on quickly after we moved into the house. I guess it liked the country and found some barn to haunt. That's the dream. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. To find a 
to go haunt a. You get to barn. chase, terrorize them little mice, them little barn mice all day long. Oh my god, that's yeah, it. That's great. Um, is that the whole? Is that's that it. The, that's the that's one. The full story. That is yes, and and that is it, and that is Juliet. All right, I think I've got the last one today. Uh, from a friend of the show, uh, it mm. seems. So this was sent in by a friend of the show, uh, Liz. <clears throat> uh, so to preface this tale, I am no native. Which, hold on, can I just ask you here, it publicly, how how good is that hair oil that she sent? Oh, dude, Did you get some I of that hair oil that she made? It on my whole body. Liz, thank you. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, okay, it goes, go, <laughs> go <everywhere>. on. <laughs> um, uh, so here we go. I am no native to scrubby East Texas woods, but from the valley in California, which grew up or which I grew up hiking in Sierra Nevada mountains where the woodlands are much more open, not the gumbo thick underbrush that's such a switch from seeing hundreds of feet up a trail just to a wall of green briar. Yeah, that's how it is here. You just get thorns. So my family has a 128-acre uninhabited property that's pretty well split between pasture and piney woods with a creek running through it, which, since this occurrence, we have put cows on. Now the creek, which is about 15 feet deep on average and has only on steeply has only uh, one steeply graded crossing point, has some lore regarding how it was unfortunately used as a body dump site over 150 years ago after a local slave rebellion resulted in the murder of so many people that a creek was clogged off. That's fucking horrible. Clogged off. That's awful. For years afterward, the real old timers would say if a bad storm rolled in and caused the creek to swell, remains could be found downstream or uncovered from the banks. I have not found documentation or records uh, that confirm this, but nevertheless, that is what is said. Okay, now on to my experience. Grody. I had a gap year when I was 20 before starting nursing school, and this left me with a lot of time to explore the property. I'd always take my 22 rifle just in case I saw a moccasin or a coyote. This particular afternoon, I went to go uh, wander around as per usual, but decided to cross the creek to give uh, some... Oh, to give some nose scratches to a neighbor's horse. After exploring some more on the far side of the creek, it began to get dark. Fast. I began my way back across the 15 acres of pasture, but heard skittering behind me, just a few feet into the thick underbrush. I looked to see if it was the horse or a flock of birds, but it was nothing. Walking further, the skittering and rustling continued, following me. I looked back several times until the noise was parallel to me. The noises seemed to be bouncing between the bushes, forest floor, and the canopy above. Last time I stopped, uh, the last time I stopped and approached the edge of the woods to look closely, hoping it was a flock of sparrow or something equally benign, but there was absolutely no movement. I shouted at this time, I have a gun and am well practiced, leave me be in case it was a vagrant person just wandering. We had this issue later in time where they actually cut the fence and set up camp, but I digress. No response. My skin crawled as the noise began again, but this time it went ahead of me near the break in the bush where I would have to- I don't like skittering. Yeah, skittering. Where I would have skittering. to- uh, Where I would have to crawl into the muddy creek bed 15 feet and come up again. It was nearly twilight now, and my light fading fast, so there was no time to dawdle. 
I shot around into the far bank to scare off hopefully whatever animal was hoping uh, to was making or whatever animal I was hoping was making the noise. The noise stopped. When I tell you I think I only touched dirt a half a dozen times to get across, I mean it. Focusing straight ahead, scared to look around, lest I see something and rustling of the leaves grow louder overhead, as if there were waves of water breaking. I felt in my- Is it that dancing thing? That thing that dances in the trees? Oh, no, maybe, dude. I am very scared of the tree dancer. Uh, I felt in my gut that if I saw whatever was making the noise, I was gone. Booking it through the short passage of woods on the other side, I heard a screech, much like a Nazgul, an L-O-T-R, woo, but deeper. It rang as I broke into the pasture. Needless to say, I put my, I put my Lamberfides into overdrive. <laughs> oh, I love that. Big fan. I put my Lamberfides into overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. mm. um, uh, to get to the fence line and off the property. The night, oh, that night and for weeks afterward, I was plagued by a robed figure with a deer skull for a head that would just pop up randomly and lurk on the edge of whatever setting my dream self was doing. Okay. This was long before I had my witch awakening, so the baddie just eventually got bored, I guess, and left. <laughs> yeah. you know, this is not as interesting as I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no fight. She's not a fight me. I have not been back to the property since after dark or by myself and never to the creek bed. I have had listeners comment that it was likely a panther stalking me or just birds. I don't know what it was, but after listening to other listeners' stories, it seems like it could be kin to the tree dancers or perhaps trapped angsty souls. Either way, that's how my lone explorer days ended. That's rough. I don't know if it's because she's told me this before, but that was vaguely familiar. And I wonder if we've read this before. I hope not. I feel like I would have remembered Lamberfides. I don't. First of all, I don't remember Lamberfides. Second of all, I don't remember this story. So I I don't think that we've read that's this before. Sweet. She must have told you this. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Um, wowzers. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to write. I'm going to immediately text her after this and be like, oh, oh uh, Wow. Well, guys, how did you enjoy our listener episode, Spooky Sode, listener time, town, party? Please send us your, send us your spooky stories. Please, please, please uh, send them to wbahpodcast at gmail.com. It can be about anything. Whatever you want. Just put spooky in the subject line so we can find it and uh, be featured on the show. And check out that print. It should be the cover art for this episode. Uh, right? Yes. Yes. Always. And always. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to change for some reason. Um, and uh, check it out. WBHprintshop.com. All of this will be linked below. Uh, so you can check it out for yourselves. All right, I'm going to yeah. go step out into the sun. I'm going to uh, actually take myself a little cleansing shower at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's kind of, I feel like time. I just need to go rinse off with some sunbeams. Yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. everybody. All right. See you next time. Stay, stay in the, stay in the light. Stay okay. safe. Keep those wards smoking. Oh,
tight. Smoke up. Smoke up them wards. Smoke them wards up. All right. And uh, goodbye.